Welcome. My name is Jesse and you are listening to The Wake Up Call. This show is about opening your eyes to how you've been living, bringing awareness to the standard you've been operating at, and helping you start living to your full potential. There are two ways I'll help you do this. One, by disciplining your mind, and two, by strengthening your body. It's time to take stock of your current performance and go to the next level. Let's do this. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Wake Up Call. This is episode 141. Today we're going to talk about how to get your very first chin-up. Now the chin-up and its big brother, the pull-up, are both very sought-after exercises in the gym. And the reason for it is, well, that I think is A, it looks pretty fucking cool, and B, it shows a lot about who you are and what is important to you in life. And that might be an oversimplification, uh, but I believe it is a true statement nonetheless. If you take a stroll around your local shopping center, just do a bit of people watching. Have a look, what kind of people do you see? What is their shape? What is their build? Do they look muscular? Do they just look, you know, average? Do they have a dad bod? Or do they look like somebody who hasn't exercised since they were, you know, in primary school or, you know, in their teenage, you know, years being an adolescent? These are all things that you can assess very quickly at a glance. Okay. And, you know, do you judge a book by its cover? Uh, yes, you do. Okay. You take a look at somebody and you already consciously or subconsciously start making assumptions about them who they are, are they a good person, what are they like, what are they not like, you know, do they look after themselves, you know, what are they holding in their hands, do they, do they have a, a pie and chips or do they have a salad or do they have like lean meat, you, you do these things uh, whether you acknowledge it or not, it's just what we do as, as people, right, uh, you, you do judge a book by its cover. Now, I personally think having the ability to walk up to a chin-up bar and bang out a set of chin-ups shows serious strength. It's an exercise that is coveted by a lot of people, and for good reason. It's fucking awesome. And it also shows a commitment to look after your body, as I already said. You know, you've got to be lean enough to actually lift yourself up above that bar. And it also demonstrates that you have a good strength to weight ratio. Now, your goals are your goals. I'm not going to tell you what you should do and what you shouldn't do. I'm just trying to paint the picture of, you know, what I consider to be strong as fuck, because that's something that I believe in. That's something I'm passionate about. It's something that I want to help other people do is develop a sense of both physical and mental strength. And the chin up definitely falls in that category. Uh, and that's why it's one of the exercises that I use in my strength and fitness standards. So here's what we're going to think about. Without a warm-up, so without having to go and grab a foam roller or hop on, uh, you know, the elliptical or treadmill or do any running, you know, you know, without a warm-up, you just go up to a squat rack or a chin-up bar if it's mounted on the wall, you grab a hold of that bar, you suspend your body weight, and you pull your entire body up until your chin is above the bar. That's the test. That's really what we're looking for. Can you do it? Yes or no? Do you have the physical strength to walk up to a squat rack or a chin-up bar that's mounted on the wall, grab it and pull yourself up until your chin 
Your chin is well clear of the bar. Can you do that? Yes or no? You know, it shows a lot of strength. It shows a lot of dedication. It shows a lot of skill as well. The chin up and the pull up are skills. It's not things that you're just gifted with. Some people, you know, have different builds than others, for sure. But there is actually a technique. Like all, exercise, uh, like all exercises, there is a best way to do it. And there are some not so good ways to do it as well. <laughs> and if you've been in the strength training scene for a little while, you've probably seen good form and bad form. All right? Not just in the chin up, but across all exercises. So we use that as our benchmark, that our little, our little chin up test. You just walk up cold to a bar and see if you can pull yourself up. All right, so either yes, I can do it, or no, I can't quite do it yet. Cool. Uh, if you can do it, well done, congratulations. If you are currently stuck at one rep, that's okay. Well done, you've got your single rep. Now your goal is to build from one rep to many reps. So you can't go from one to 10 without passing through two. So that's what I would encourage you to do is if you can do sets of one, all right, you walk up to a bar and you do one rep, cool. You know you've got one in the bag. Can you do a set of two? All right, I don't want you to do it when you're fatigued. I don't want to do it when you're you know, completely exhausted and your arms and your back muscles are already tired. I want you to do it fresh, especially if it's a priority to you. I want you to do this exercise when you are fresh, when you are most near your 100% output for the day. But your goal is to build from one rep to two reps. And once you've got that down, can you go from two reps to three reps? And four and five and so forth. But don't expect to go from, okay, I can do one rep. And then all of a sudden, bang, I'm doing six. No, just expect, you know, as you know, you teach children to count. Uh, it goes one, two, three, four, five, and then six. That's generally the rate of progression that you will expect to see and actually go through yourself, okay? Don't expect to go from, you know, zero to hero. Take your time to master the craft, actually develop some lasting strength so it's not just a one-off, you know, it's a, on a day that you actually just feel good. Should be one of these things that you can just walk up to any bar and go, bang, there's my chin up, still got it, without it being a fluke or a one-off, okay? Now, if you already have a handful of reps, if you can do five chin-ups, awesome. What about pull-ups? Instead of going palms facing you with a lot of bicep involvement, what if we reverse the grip to a double overhand? How do you go then? It recruits a lot more of the back muscles. Okay, yes, there's more forearm flexors involved. All right, but if we go for a slightly wider grip, it's gonna use more of your back. Can you do that? If chin-ups, uh, yes, achievable, successful. Can you go to pull-ups? That's a progression. That's something you should strive for. If you've got chin-ups, if you have pull-ups, and you can do five or more reps consistently. So again, I'm not talking about a five rep max. I'm not talking about your ability to do one set of five, and then that's it. You're completely cooked. If you can do multiple sets, awesome. I want you to work on doing weighted chin-ups, okay? So you don't always have to increase volume by way of progressing something. You can, but 
the chin-up is is a strength exercise like any other. So, you know, what do you do if you're doing a chest press with eight kilos and it gets easy? Well, eventually you go to nine kilos and then 10 kilos and then 12 and a half kilos. Do the same thing for your chin-ups. If you could do five good quality reps without your form breaking down, uh, yeah, let's load it. Let's find a way to make it a bit more challenging. You can add a weight vest. You can have a dumbbell between your legs. You can use a dipping belt or a loading strap and tie a kettlebell or a dumbbell around it or a weight plate. There's lots of different options. But the name of the game is the same, regardless if you have one rep, two reps, three reps, six reps. Find a way to continue progressing. You don't always just have to stick with where you are. You can aim and you should aim for more, for progress. What's next? The next challenge, the next hurdle. Yep. Cool. Now, if you are somebody who can't currently do chin-ups, but you want to, I'm here to help. The first thing you need to understand about the chin-up is the type of exercise that it is and what's involved. Okay, so some of the intricacies, the ins and outs of the movement. Now, the chin-up movement standard is this. You are to use a supinated grip, so that means palms facing towards you. The knuckles will be on top of the bar facing the sky. So I don't want your knuckles facing forwards. I don't want your knuckles facing backwards. I want your knuckles to be facing straight up towards the sky, okay? Your grip width is to be outside of shoulders so that when you reach that top position, your elbows are by your torso. Because if you take a narrow grip, your elbows can only flare, they can only go out. But if your hands are shoulder width or slightly wider, at the top, your elbows will be by your sides, okay? You are to start from a dead hang. No jumping, no kipping. I'm gonna repeat that for the crossfitters. No kipping, no swinging your fucking body. Yeah, no assistance. Start from a dead hang, grab a hold of the bar and you should be completely stationary. So that, that means still, that there's no movement. Cool, awesome. Uh, you are to anti-shrug the shoulders. So I don't want your shoulders up near your ears. The ears are poison to the shoulders. Get them down. Get your shoulders as far away from your ears as possible. The way you do this is by what is called scapular depression. Okay? If you shrug your shoulders up near your ears, this is called elevation. Elevate means to lift up. Depression means to bring down. Okay? Think about somebody who's a depressed person. They're not all lively and up and about are they they're down they're kind of you know moping around they're down so we want your shoulders down and the way that you can learn how to do this <clears throat> is because there's a difference between just hanging from a bar and having what is called an active shoulder position if you just grab onto a bar overhand or underhand doesn't matter your shoulders will rise up near your ears this is what is known as a passive hang you are supporting your body passively your grip is solid but your shoulders aren't your shoulders are in an unstable position doesn't mean it's bad to do just as an exercise in and of itself however when we start loading when we start actually moving we want the shoulder joint to be very stable okay so we're going to practice doing some scapular pull-ups or scapular chin-ups 
So it's overhand grip for pull-ups, underhand grip for chin-ups. And the way you do this is very simple. You grab a hold of the bar. If you're on a box, if you're too short to just reach for the bar, you will suspend yourself in midair. And then you will try and get your shoulders down away from your ears. So when you hang from the bar, your torso wants to drop down because gravity goes down and your hands are suspend your hands are gripping the bar, so your shoulders want to go up. So it's that tug of war. Your upper body slash shoulders want to be pulled up, and your lower body and your torso and your legs want to be pulled down. So we have to do the opposite motion to stabilize the shoulder. So you grip a you grip onto the bar, you're suspended in midair, your shoulders are up, and then you've got to bring your shoulders down. Shoulders go up, shoulders go down. You can even practice this without holding onto a bar to get a feel and an understanding of what I'm talking about here. So if you're driving or if you're in a commute or you're walking, you're out doing rucking, whatever, try this when you get home. Stand nice and tall. Put your arms over your head. Drug your shoulders up as high as possible. And then do the opposite motion. Get your shoulders down as low as possible. And repeat that five times. Elbows must be straight, okay? Because when you're doing a chin-up, you start from straight arms. Yeah, it's dead hang. So, scapular pull-up, arms are straight, let the shoulders relax, they're up near the ears, and then bring those shoulders down away from the ears. Relax the shoulders into passive, shoulder blades down into your back pockets into active. Those are scapular pull-ups slash scapular chin-ups, depending on which way you hold your hands. The reason that this is important is when you initiate the chin-up, okay, you have to understand it is not a shoulder exercise. It is not a neck exercise. It is a back and arm exercise. So when your shoulders are up near your ears, your upper trapezius, traps for short, are on. When you get those shoulders down away from the ears, your lats switch on, yeah? If you're a regular listener, you would understand this concept because I've talked about it in a previous episode. So, when you grip onto the barbell or onto the chin-up bar, you will be in a passive position. You will actually initiate the chin-up by depressing the scapula, get the shoulders down away from the ears, and then you will continue to pull. We don't pull with shrugged shoulders. Okay. So we talked about shoulder position so we can engage more of the back and make sure the traps and the neck muscles are not involved. Good. Uh, next on the cards is a hollow midsection. So when we do this, I don't want it just to be an upper body exercise. Uh, the upper body is primarily used and is the main target muscle. Yes, is lats and you know your back muscles and your biceps and forearms but I want it to be the most efficient path possible. The shortest distance between two paths, uh, between two points is a straight line, which means I want you traveling in a straight line, up and down. I don't want you going forwards and backwards. And this is where bracing of the abs is key. And the way we do this, the way I like to teach it, is this comes from, a, this is a gymnastics position, the hollow, okay? You're gripping onto the bar, palms facing you. You point your toes, down towards the floor. So your legs are straight if the chin-up bar is high enough. If the chin-up bar is not high enough, 
bend your knees at 90 degrees with your feet behind your body, but brace your abs like someone's about to punch you the entire time. Otherwise, if you're completely suspended, straight legs, the chin-up bar is high enough to do so, straighten the legs, point the toes down towards the ceiling. And what you you should see is your body creates a hollow position through the midsection. It's from the side view, it looks like a, uh, a plate. Okay, it's a slight C shape. You know, not super round edges, straightish, but it creates this hollow position through the midsection. That's what we're looking for. So there's no arching of the back. We do this so you can pull vertically. It is a vertical pull. You go up and down, not forwards, backwards. As such, there should be minimal forwards, backwards movement. I'm going to beat that drum so hard. When I see people doing chin-ups, yeah, they look cool. They look, you know, it's a good feat of strength. Congratulations, well done. But I also look at the quality. If someone does 10 reps and they're super sloppy and they're, you know, they have this S shape to their chin-up, legs going forward, upper body going backwards, and it's kind of forwards, backwards, forwards, backwards. It's a bit of a red flag for me. I want to clean that up. A chin-up is a vertical pull. Up, down, up, down. All right? And I want you to think about this. This next part is something that um, I feel doesn't get a lot of love. And maybe it's because it's just, you know, I've been coaching for such a long time that I, I find these little intricacies and these ways to make exercises better or more effective is this. When you're doing a chin-up, your elbows lead the movement, not your hands and not your arms. So I want you to think about pulling the bar down to the ground rather than just focusing on pulling yourself up. And the reason for it is if you've got a really sturdy squat rack or chin-up bar that's mounted on the wall, uh, it's not going anywhere. You could put hundreds of kilos worth of force into it and it's not going to budge. So, you know, I weigh about 83 kilos. If I only put 83 kilos worth of force into the bar, I'm not going to be able to do a chin-up. It needs to be above my body weight worth of force. If I can put 100, 150, 200, 200 plus kilos worth of force into the bar, I'm going to get up much quicker, much more efficiently. So rather than thinking about lifting 83 kilos up, I want to think about pulling an immovable structure down in the opposite direction. I grip on and I'm thinking about pulling the bar to the floor or pulling my elbows to my hips. Okay? The elbows lead the movement, not the hands and not the arms. As tempting as it is, guys, to use the biceps to curl your way up, uh, it's not a big enough, it's not a strong enough muscle group to do lots of volume. So if you want to get better at chin-ups, use your lats, use your big, strong back muscles, elbows pulling down. That's what we're looking for. And the last piece is the top position. The name of the exercise is a little bit misleading, chin-up. If I grab a random person on the side of the street and I say, you know, excuse me, sir, excuse me, madam, when doing the strength exercise at chin-up, when would you say the top position is? Okay, so maybe they watch a little clip of the exercise and be like, just tell me when you reckon the person's finished or when they complete the repetition. And they'll say, oh, chin-up, I saw the video, this guy was here or this girl was doing it like that. Uh, you know, chin above the bar. It's a reasonable assumption. The name kind of implies that. 
but I don't want, I'm not looking for just the air quotes, chin above the bar. I don't want that to happen at all costs. But rather, what I want is your elbows to be fully bent. So we go from full extension, meaning dead hang, straight arms, to full flexion. Your elbows bending as much as they possibly can. Going from completely straight to completely bent. Does that make sense? Great. And the way that you can assess where your top position on the chin-up should be is simple. Grab yourself a long PVC pipe, a dowel or a broomstick, and take your same grip, palms facing towards you, just outside of shoulder width, shoulders down away from your ears, and I want you, with that broomstick starting above your head, pull your elbows down towards the floor and stop when you can no longer pull those elbows down. That is the finished position. You pull your elbows down as far as possible. Not back, but down. It is a vertical pull. We are pulling down. We are not pulling back. We are not rowing. That's what our horizontal pulling movements are for, like our bent over row, like our T-bar row, like our penlay row. Yeah, like our dumbbell incline row, like our seal row. Yep, different exercises for different purpose. But we're pulling down. And you will notice your arm is completely bent. It can't bend any more than that. So for me, my finished position on the chin-up is below the collarbones. Meaning, I'm not looking for chin above the bar. I can, I'm actually looking for collarbones above the bar. That is my finished position based upon my arms and leg length, my anthropometry, the levers that I have. If you have short levers, you will travel a shorter distance. If you have long levers, you will travel a greater distance. It's just the way you're built. Okay? So for me, collarbones above the bar is my landmark. I do not stop pulling. I do not stop doing the chin-up until I reach that point. Collarbones above the bar. That's the technique. So that is the movement standard. So yeah, it's more than just grip onto the bar and pull yourself up. <laughs> it was a little bit of a, I kind of threw you guys a little bit to the left there at the front and I've brought you a bit to the right, uh, just there actually detailing and fleshing that out. But you can understand, this is how detailed I am. This is how precise I am. It's because this shit matters. Sloppy reps are not to be tolerated. It's inefficient. It's ineffective, and it's sometimes dangerous, yeah? So if you get shoulder issues, or if you have ever had shoulder issues doing chin-ups, you know, you might want to figure out why that is. Um, because, like I said, it's not a shoulder exercise. The shoulder joint is involved, but it's a back exercise. Your lats are fucking working. Not your shoulders, not your anterior deltoids, not your trapezius muscle. It's your lats, your big, strong back muscles, plus the arms as, assist as assisting muscle groups. Now, when it comes to chin-ups, there are two things that you must address continually on your journey. Number one, drop body fat. If you can't do chin-ups right now, uh, I hate to break it to you, 
you weigh too much, okay? Uh, your body fat percentage is too high. If it wasn't too high, you'd be able to do chin-ups, right? More than likely, that's the prime reason you can't do them yet. The second thing we must consider is this. You've got to get stronger. You have to build strength. And then the question arises, where do I need to get stronger? Everywhere. That's not a joke. I'm not jesting. I'm not, you know, fronting to, you know, you know, make it sound something more than it is. Uh, you need to get stronger everywhere. As I just discussed, the chin-up is a whole body movement. Your abs are involved. Your lats are involved. It's a vertical pull. So I want a specific set of muscle groups working, and there are body parts and joints that shouldn't be involved. Yeah? So we need to make sure that the body can, you know, cement a nice strong position from tip to tail, top to bottom. Now, you might be wondering, why is it important to drop fat and get stronger when it comes to chin-ups? Well, it's quite simple. Doing a body weight exercise, you have two variables to manipulate and work with, okay? Uh, increased strength and or decreased body weight. That's it. Those are your two variables. You can't go and grab a lighter dumbbell or take a plate off a barbell or grab a lighter kettlebell. Your body weight is your body weight. So over time, we have to get that down. And we also have to build more strength to make the pulling process easier, more efficient. All right? Sounds simple. And it is simple. Not easy. And that's, again, why I think this exercise is so sought after and so... Um, so well respected is because it shows that you've had to really work for the outcome and you have. Now, for those of you who perhaps are new to the wake up call, if you haven't listened to episode 133, relative strength explained, the strength to weight ratio, I would highly encourage you to do so. Now, I'm going to talk about the sequence and series of exercises that I use to take people who have never done chin-ups before to reaching their first rep. Now, it works very well in terms of building confidence, handling your own body weight, which is key. If you're really good at you know, lifting bars and dumbbells and swinging kettlebells and what have you, but you can't move your own body weight smoothly and efficiently, that's an area for development, okay? And this sequence, of exercises I'm going to talk you through, it builds a shitload of body awareness about how much force you can and also how much force you need to produce doing these different exercises and at various angles. So what I mean by various angles is this. To go from not being able to do chin-ups to doing chin-ups, we're going to take you from horizontal pulling to vertical pulling. The sequence and the progression of exercises goes like this. Body rows with knees bent. Then we progress to body rows with straight legs. So you're increasing the amount of load that you have to support and the demands on the midsection increase. Then we work on rack chin-ups. This is where we place a box or an inclined bench underneath a bar that is racked in a squat rack. You assume the same grip as your normal chin-up position. Palms facing you outside of shoulder width. You put your feet on a inclined bench or a box, something high enough to support your body weight, and you perform 
air quotes, chin-ups on an angle. So it's not completely vertical, but it's not horizontal either. But it's more vertical than doing the body row. Then we work the top part of the chin-up, a flex arm hold. So this is where you grip a hold of the bar. You find your top position. Collarbones above the bar is for me. Elbows are pulled down as far as possible. Can't get any lower than that. And then you would step off a box or a bench and support your entire body weight. So at the top, you are supported. You assume the top position. So maybe it's a friend giving you a hoist, or maybe it's a few boxes or a bench. You get to the top position and you slowly take one foot off at a time. So you are fully supporting your own body weight. After you've worked on the flexed arm hold for a while and you've accumulated a good amount of time, 15, 20 seconds is a good amount of time to kind of build towards, you work on negatives. Negatives is the eccentric portion of the chin-up, okay? If you can't do chin-ups with your own body weight right now, I encourage you to work towards doing negatives. So you will jump to the top, of a chin-up bar or use a bench or a box, something to get you to the top position. And then you slowly bring yourself down off the box until your arms fully extend. So you're going from fully supported, take your feet off that implement or that object that's supporting you, and you slowly extend the arms until you reach full extension. So you go from fully flexed arms, completely bent to completely straight. Initially, uh, the negative will be quite short. It might be one second. It might be half a second. You might literally do the first time you do it, you might drop. You might support your body weight and then you might just recoil and, you know, lose all manner of tension and stability. Uh, I've seen it happen. Uh, it's not uncommon. And a lot of the time it is because the central nervous system, your brain and the motor units, they have never experienced your body supporting your entire weight like that. So again, we need to expose the body to these positions that we're going to eventually put it through in the reverse order, which is going from the bottom to the top, not the top down. Does that make sense? So you start doing some negatives, building from that initial perhaps drop or that one second negative, two seconds negative. If you can build up to about a five second negative, you know, five, eight, 10 seconds negative, you know, with supreme control, you're going to be pretty fucking close to getting your very first chin up. And the reason that you have to increase the duration, one second negative, two second negative, three seconds and so forth, is because the chin up, unless you're super strong and super lean, um, it's you're not going to do it really quickly. It's going to be a grind. It's going to take a few seconds. So, <laughs> you know, you have to be able to, A, create a, that amount of force, and also B, have just the right amount of insurance to go from the bottom to the top without giving out or having your arms fatigue. All right. And the last thing I'm gonna talk about when it comes to building chin-ups is this, don't use bands. A lot of people use band assistance to start their pull-up or chin-up journey. I would advise against that. Years ago, when I was coaching CrossFit, I would see people grabbing a band that's this fucking thick. It's, you know, two, three, four, five inches thick. Super, if you were to grab it and try and pull it apart, you'd be like, holy shit, that's super tight. And they would loop it above the chin-up bar. 
and they'll plant their foot in it, push it down, and you'd see them boing, 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 just ripping out chin-ups. So, air quotes, they're doing chin-ups, but they're not doing chin-ups at all. They have a shitload of band assistance. And if you had a person who had a band and you took it away and you said, okay, you've done the band, you know how to do the chin-ups, air quotes, you know how to do it. And you took the band away and you said, try it again. That fucking fail. Absolutely every time without, without a question is they would fail because it gives you a false sense of security. And it tells you you are closer to getting the chin up than you actually are. It tells you you're really close when actually you're actually still quite far away. So that's a dangerous deception. Don't be fooled by adding bands and thinking, I'm still doing the exercise. I'm progressing from a thick band to a thinner band. I would encourage you just, you need to dominate your own body weight, literally from the ground up. And that's why I use that, ser uh, that series of exercises because they're all fucking body weight. We just change the angle to go from a from an easier position, horizontal, a little bit less horizontal, a little bit less horizontal, more vertical, more upright, completely upright. So if you can't hang on to a chin, if you can't hang on to a bar for, for 30 seconds unassisted, you're not going to be able to do your strict chin up. That's just the way it is. It, you just don't have enough strength. And you're carrying excess body fat. Drop the band, drop the ego, drop the fat, and then get up to that bar. So guys, that is my advice on how you can go from not being able to do chin-ups to getting your very first chin-ups. And if you already have one, I've given you some ways to progress up the ladder and build your strength as you continue getting stronger and leaner. I hope it helps. And if it does, please pay the fee, share it to a friend. Post it on your Facebook page, share it in your Instagram stories, and tag me. I want to see this message get out there to more people because the chin-up is a, it's a great exercise. It shows tremendous amounts of strength, dedication, and commitment, not just in the weight room and in the gym, but also what you do for the other 23 hours of the day. Chin-ups are hard, and they're hard for a reason, and that's why most people can't do them. But that's why I'm putting this information out there is to get more people to be, to be able to do them to develop the strength, to be lean enough, to be skilled enough at this exercise so they can do them. So guys, thank you for listening. And uh, I will speak to you soon for another episode of The Wake Up Call. I hope that will give you enough of information and a start to get your very first chin up. If you loved The Wake Up Call, found it entertaining or got some benefit out of listening, I would appreciate you helping me to spread the word. Please share it with a friend or on social media so that you can pay it forward and give someone else the opportunity to improve themselves like you just have. Thanks for listening. We'll see you soon for another episode.